besties. This is uh, Not So Beautiful Priesthood podcast, and this is a mini-sode. Um, I have been meaning to put this one out there for a while. Um, but, uh, anyway, this is a letter that was uh, sent to me, um, and it's, it's, I'll just get right into it. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Writing this letter, I have found myself struggling for the right words. I have started so many drafts and even sent one to you, but after I read it, I knew it wasn't right. How do I tell a story I've kept to myself? It's complicated with a lot of layers and completely changed my path in life. I have spent a long time trying to heal from the damage the LDS Church has done. I would call myself a recovering Mormon. So while this letter is this is to this fantastic community, uh, so while this letter is to this fantastic community fantastic community it is also what I wish I could say to the general authorities about how church doctrine has not only hurt my life but my entire family so here we go this is my story um, just a little note that uh, it just it's interesting that that note that uh, this um, listeners said that the church um, talks about keeping families together and families are can be together forever and yet they all their doctrine is about splitting families up. All right, so they go on. When the LDS Church enacted its 20, 2015 policy regarding children who had a gay parent, I had no idea how much it would affect my own life. Shortly after the announcement, my dad sat down the family down and came clean about his sexuality. My dad, after a long time, lifetime of hiding in a heterosexual marriage, told us that he is gay. He had known for as long as he could remember, but being LDS, he knew it wasn't something he could act upon. So instead, he did what many other gay-slash-bisexual LDS men did back in the 70s. He served a mission, went to college, met my mom, asked her on a date, proposed marriage, sealed in the temple, and started a family. Just like a good, faithful LDS man is supposed to do. It was supposed to be happily ever after for them. They would have their eternal life in the celestial kingdom. But here we were, sitting in the kitchen, watching it all fall apart. Um, and just, uh, I just think that this is so, this is one of those things that's, um, actually really tender for me too, because I, um, there's so many men and women that are, uh, in the church that struggle with this and they, they end up in these, what they call a mixed orientation, quote unquote marriage. And it's, it's torture. I can't even imagine. And when I was coming out, um, that was what I wrestled with a lot was that do I stay in the church and just marry a woman and force myself to, you know, abide by these things? Or do I, do I just live myself, live my life authentically? For a while, I was more concerned with being an emotional support for my mom. You could physically see the devastation she felt after my dad came out. It didn't just break her heart, it shattered her. My mom had done everything she had been taught in the church. She went to church school, she met a returned missionary, she lived her life so she could get a temple recommend, and when this man proposed to her, she accepted and was married in the temple. Soon after, she became a mother, and to the best of her ability, she has lived a life that would make her worthy of going to the celestial kingdom. Once a few weeks had passed and the shock wore off, I became angry. I was angry at everything and everyone. Angry at my dad, angry at church leaders, and angry at God. My dad and I have struggled to see eye to eye on several things, and it has taken a toll on our relationship. He has always understood my anger towards the church and God. He has struggled to accept that I also am still to this day very angry at him. 
My dad puts all the blame on the church. He was doing what the church told him was necessary for eternal salvation. If he didn't marry a woman in the temple and have a family, then he would lose his eternal salvation. He was faced with the choice to pretend he wasn't gay and find someone to marry, or walk away from the church and salvation. He is right on this point. The church forces people into this one box, and if you live outside the box, you will lose out on eternal salvation. What I struggled with, and why I've been angry at him, is he forced those views onto myself and my siblings. My siblings and I were raised in a very orthodox LDS home. All the while, my dad was living a lie. My dad was the religious enforcer in the house. Growing up, we were not given the choice on if we wanted to participate in the church. If we didn't want to go to church or a church activity, we would face consequences. He often held callings in the bishopric or the stake level, so much for that power of discernment from the leaders. I think because of the various callings he had, if we had if we did something that he thought was not in harmony with church teachings, he would come down on you hard. What I learned from a very young age was if I wanted my dad to love me fully, then I needed to be needed to be the best Mormon kid I could be. This speaks to me so much. Um so I can remember when I was um uh, coming like when I was in the church, um, because of my sexuality I would uh and those feelings that I was scared of, I went the total opposite, and I was um, trying so hard to be so rigidly perfect with the church because it, it would make I thought that it would make up for my sexuality and these quote unquote sinful thoughts and feelings. Um, so I do empathize with this person's uh, father, but at the same time, I understand the anger that this person is feeling because. Um, knowing it's it's like a betrayal it's a slap in the face all right they go on i remember as a teenager i had asked if i could get a second piercing in my ear this was before the church publicly came out on their stance on piercings and tattoos they agreed and took me to claire's the next weekend <laughs> claire's <sighs> a year later the church said that girls could only have one piercing in each ear I loved my second piercing and didn't want to take it out. About two weeks later, my dad came to me and told me how disappointed he was that I had not already taken the second piercings out. This was something I should have done on my own when the announcement was made. He felt I was not showing my obedience to God. I was shamed and belittled, all because I had a second set of piercings in my ears. I took them out that day, not because I wanted to do it, but because my dad had made it clear that my outward appearance was showing my inner commitment to God. This is how my teenage years went through high school. There was rarely an excuse I could give that would, wouldn't disappoint my dad if I didn't want to go to an early morning seminary. I mean, it started at 6.45 a.m., for Christ's sake. I grew up not only in a house that was living a high-demand religion, but the expectations at home were demanding as well. I was going to early morning seminary, taking multiple honors classes, keeping a 4.0 GPA, playing varsity sports, playing multiple musical instruments, attending weekly youth activities, fulfilling various callings like being class president for beehives and laurels, and working a part-time job. At the same time, I was struggling with my own church questions. Various teachings felt wrong, and when I prayed, I felt nothing. I knew to stuff the questions away, though. My entire life had been based around the fact that my dad was most proud of me when I was fully engaged in the church. It felt that if I did anything that wasn't, that wasn't in harmony with the church, I wouldn't be fully accepted and loved by my dad. The need to be accepted and loved outweighed my desire to figure out how I really felt about the church. Through the years, I kept ignoring my questions and feelings about the church. I couldn't decide if the church was true or not. I was going through the motions, telling myself that I needed to keep being an active member, just in case it all turned out to be true. Why would I risk the eternal salvation of my family? That all changed after my dad came out. 
Now I was angry. Angry at the church and its harmful teachings. Angry at my dad for passing this bullshit religion onto his own kids. Angry at a church who uses shame and guilt at every opportunity to show why you are not worthy and you need to be better and more righteous. Angry at my dad for using shame and guilt to keep us active and in line with church teachings. Angry at the church for telling my my mom that all she had to do was marry a returned missionary in the temple and all will be, all will be well. Angry at my dad for deceiving my mom. Angry at a church who villainizes people getting a divorce. Angry at my dad for not letting my mom go so she could find true happiness. I grew up watching my mom try so hard to make my dad happy. My mom, who is kind, who is loving, who did her very best, was never going to be enough for my dad. I think my dad often resented her throughout their marriage. I think he resented his kids for tying him down to to a traditional lifestyle. I have never been upset about my dad's sexual orientation. He is who he is, and I hate that he had to live this life for so long. But it's been a complete mindfuck having to process these feelings. For a long time, it felt like my like my life was and upbringing was a complete lie. It has felt like I was just being used as a prop in his life to keep his house of cards from falling. How I was constantly shamed for not living a lifestyle that he himself didn't want to live. I still have issues being authentic to who I am as a person because of the deep-rooted shame that I felt growing up as a Mormon. I struggle because of the family proclamation. My mom felt she had to do everything in her power to make sure the family stayed together. She didn't want to divorce when things were shitty with my dad because she would be seen as a failure and wouldn't go to the celestial kingdom without a man. She gave up so much of herself to be the person the church expects her to be. That was her burden to bear for most of her marriage. With time passing, my dad and I have started to be in a better place. What he did to my mom was wrong. He lied to her, and I will always struggle to forgive that he broke her heart. But my anger has started to recede, and what I am left with is grief. Grief that a church can have such a stranglehold on on its members. I am grieving that because of the church and its teachings, my relationship with my parents will never fully be authentic. The church will always be a barrier in in between myself and my parents. The dad I grew up with lived in constant fear of... He struggled with anxiety and depression. He hid so much of himself, and that prevented him from having real relationships with his kids. He presided over the house the way the church presides over its members, using guilt, shame, and fear to keep everyone on the righteous path. Um, just to interject a little bit, um, it seems like he was overcompensating. Um, there's a lot of there's a book called The Velvet Rage um, that talks about how gay men um, are born, you know, we're born in a straight society, and so, and we're not ever fully accepted, and so it's, um, a lot of gay men will overcompensate and act super straight and super strict, and they'll be very, um, they'll kind of, uh, overdo things, they'll be hyper-masculine, they'll be, in this case, the, uh, your, this person's father was, um, overcompensating by, and, like, being very strict to his kids and um and that and it caused of course his anger and depression and it's just incredible to think of and so heartbreaking to think of what the the effect this has on the family and how this is all because of a church that uh, won't allow uh, won't allow people to be who they are and it's it's a two-edged sword, though, because um, if this hadn't happened, if he hadn't married this person's mother, then uh, this person wouldn't be even be here. So, but it's but look at the life, you know, like it's all the guilt and shame and fear that they've um, been brought up in. Is it's hard to 
to say what's better. Um, anyway, I'm not in any shape or form a ther you know, uh, qualified to even say much of by way of like things that should happen, you know, or like how to respond to this. Cause there's no right. These feelings are all valid. Um, that this person is expressing. It also, um, it also keeps me from having a true relationship with my mom. I don't think I can ever really show my mom my true self because it would just further hurt her. She knows I am not active in the church, but I still try to protect her from really seeing who I am as a post-Mormon. When I am around her, I wear my longer shorts and dresses. I will never order a drink in front of her, never mention if we go out to do something on Sundays, never drink coffee in front of her, front of her or say the word fuck. I wonder if members of the General Authority really understand the damage they do to families in the, my situation. Do they even care? No, they don't. They don't even... <laughs> All I'm going to say is they just... They don't even... Yeah. I don't think they even acknowledge that people... We're just numbers to them, honestly. <laughs> I mean, the members are just numbers to them. Uh, sorry, that's a hard habit to break. Anyway, um... This church that will always remind you of the great blessings of eternal families and will also also tell you to not fuck it up or you'll lose everything. These stupid things that my mom has been taught are sins will keep her apart from my family when we from her family when we die. To this day, she's still an active LDS member. I don't blame her for staying in the church even with all the pain. I'm not sure she would know how to function without it in her life. It's been her security blanket she has carried with her since birth. That's what's hard. Is there's so many? Um, I know some older. Uh, generations that uh they just won't leave even though even if they know it's not true or even if there's um a lot of pain and whatever guilt and shame that they've experienced or trauma that they've experienced because of the church they still won't leave because that's all they know and it's i don't know for some reason it's harder for older people to leave the church there are things I do understand better about my dad. There were many times when I was stepping out of line that I could feel the rage bubbling underneath the surface. I believe that had less to do with me and more to do with his own frustrations. I think he lived in constant fear that if we as a family weren't perfect, that somehow his lie would be exposed. Fear was my dad's constant companion. A prison he built for himself all because of a toxic church and its teachings. I can only imagine the constant weight that his fear placed on his shoulders and how exhausting that must have been for him. For a long time, I wasn't sure if I could ever really forgive my dad for how I was brought up. I will spend the rest of my life trying to undo the shame, guilt, and anxiety that I carry because of being raised in the LDS Church. My path to healing and forgiveness started when I saw all the ways the Church spiritually, emotionally, and financially abuses its members. Oh. My dad is a victim of this abuse from the Church. In turn, he be when he became a parent, him and my mom perpetuated the cycle by raising his kids in the Church. It was the only way he, know he knew how to be a parent. This was hard. Is he pro? I mean, he's brought together with his wife um, because of the church, and it's hard. He can't just walk away. I understand that, but oh my God, this is just heartbreaking. I don't even. There's no other way to say it. But uh, my husband and I walked away from the church together. We are stopping the cycle of abuse with our own family. The cycle that both him and I endured growing up as Mormons. Our family will not live under the tyranny of a leadership who says it speaks for God. If the general authority speaks for God, then God is a spiritual, emotional, and financial abuser as well. That's fucking right. The Mormon God is the worst. Anyway, that is not a God I want to spend eternity with, or eternity with in the afterlife. Amen, sister. 
Um, I probably could write several more pages about this subject. It's complicated and has many layers. It's also one that I think people in this situation feel they can't talk about because it involves other people. I wish I could give those who are healing for being a member of the church a big hug and have an ugly cry together. One thing I have come to realize is you do not have to forgive the church for the harm it does has done in your life. Forgiveness is not a requirement in order to move on from the LDS church. I will end this letter by saying to all those in the, this community, wherever you are in this journey, you are strong, you are loved, you are enough, you are exactly who you are supposed to be, the beautiful and the messy. That was such a beautiful and well-written letter, and I am honored to have been uh, invited to read it, and um, the story is just, its like I said, it's heartbreaking. It's... Um, uh, it's so much. All I can say, really, is <laughs> therapy. Like, it, seriously, that's... Oh, man. I hope this person's in therapy and that they are getting the help they need. Because it's a lot. That's a lot to bear. Um, not only um, dealing with the relationships with your parents, but with your other siblings and with the church. And there's a lot of... Um, it's just... And it goes down to your core beliefs and how you, like... Uh, it doesn't even touch on like all the other stuff that the church does to you as far as like especially um, I will disclose that this person that right I mean it's obvious in the what they said but about the piercing but this is a, a woman that wrote this and um, like we already know the shame and the guilt that the church puts on women let alone like a woman a young woman that's you know been raised by and they've you know her dad is gay like that just it goes against everything the church stands for and um i can i can understand the betrayal it's it's just heart heartbreaking there's a lot of conflicting emotions that i you want to love and support your parents but you also are, feel betrayed and angry because there's been so you know raised in such a strict household and then you um and then you find out that this whole time it was a lie so that's even like a double whammy because you also find out that the church is a lie so <laughs> so it's all just bullshit i just uh i can't even imagine anyway but thank you again dear listener for sharing this um i know that this will resonate with people i was able to um there were things that um i because i know people i know men that have married women even though they're gay and all because of fear and um, wanting to abide by this church's bullshit um, doctrine that it's only a man and a woman, you know, and uh, it's, I just hope that you're able to find some peace and that there's, and that you continue your um, deconstruction and Thank you again for sharing, um, and that is the end of this mini-sode, and I will see you all next week.